Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Pashurdavis and joining me is Lead Investment Analyst Rafi Boyajian. We'll be reviewing the week ahead. So Rafi, let's begin in Europe where ECB policymakers are facing a huge dilemma given the ongoing war in the Ukraine. Could you shed some light on the ECB situation and what it's likely to do when it meets on Thursday? Well, Maria, indeed, this is going to be uh, quite an important meeting for the ECB because it was only back in December when uh, they had set out how they're going to uh, exit their long-running uh, asset purchase program. Uh, in fact, uh, the plans at the time were that uh, they could maintain their regular asset purchase program well beyond uh, the, the end of the pandemic, uh, the end of the pandemic purchase program, uh, and could possibly run into 2023. Uh, but, uh, you know, expectations were that they probably were going to end it at the end of 2022 anyhow, even uh, before, uh, uh, you know, well, mainly due to because of inflation had started to creep higher in the euro area. Now, of course, the inflation has surged a lot more since uh, December when those plans were made. And at the January met meeting, we got some sense uh, from uh, Christine Lagarde, of course, president of the ECB, uh, that you know they could in fact end their QE program uh, either at the end of 2022 or perhaps even sooner, uh, because uh, that would then pave the way for the ECB to start raising interest rates. Um, now, though, with the Ukraine crisis coming into the picture, uh, everything's looking very uncertain again because uh, although the, this crisis does worsen the inflation problem, uh, it does also uh, pose a significant risk to growth uh, for Europe uh, and specifically for the euro area. Uh, so uh, some policymakers have started to turn more cautious, even uh, some of the more hawkish voices uh, are expressing, expressing some doubt about uh, whether or not they can quickly end their asset purchase program. Uh, but nevertheless, the inflation is become a serious problem and they need to do something, even if uh, it's not going to be as aggressive as what the, uh, some other central banks are doing. Uh, so most likely they will announce an end of their QE program either uh, at the end of Q3 or at the, at, at the end of Q4. Now, the thing is that if they do uh, uh, wait until the end of Q4 to end their stimulus, uh, they won't be able to raise the interest rates until early parts of 2023. Uh, and that would put them well behind of other central banks. So that could uh, worsen the euro's problems. Of course, the euro is uh, still sliding on the back of the war in Ukraine. Uh, so the, the, I guess the, you could say that the risks are mainly to the downside for the euro uh, from the ECB meeting. Like the euro, the British pound has also taken a hit due to the current geopolitical crisis. Do you think the UK data due out on Friday might trigger a reaction or affect the Bank of England's policy path? Well, so like I said, there are some similarities between uh, the euro and pound and of course the Bank of England and ECB uh, in the sense that, that uh, they're both trying to normalize this policy. Uh, and the Bank of England is of course well ahead of the ECB uh, in terms of where it is, in terms of you know normalizing policy, ending stimulus and, uh, and raising interest rates. We already had two rate hikes by the Bank of England. Uh, and we could, uh, we're likely to get another one at the March meeting uh, later in the month. Uh, but uh, the data uh, normally probably would have uh, been significant for sterling. We, we do have quite a 
few data coming out in GDP, industrial production, trade numbers as well. Uh, but uh, the, because we don't quite know yet just how much of an impact uh, this crisis is going to have uh, on uh, central bank policy, uh, I think there's some certainty, although the bank will definitely raise rates in March, we don't quite know what's going to happen after that because uh, if this crisis does, uh, seriously start to weigh on growth, uh, then the Bank of England uh, might not have to raise rates as many times as uh, they had um, they were planning to. Uh, so uh, I think the data will probably be overlooked uh, and uh, the sterling will probably be taking its cues uh, from the broader market mood, particularly the Ukraine headlines. Moving over to the US, the CPI report for February is due on Thursday. What are we expecting to see there and how might the dollar be affected? Well, we're going, probably going to see another big jump in U.S. inflation. Uh, of course, uh, inflation in the U.S. Uh, had uh, risen to well above 7% uh, and it's now uh, approaching uh, 8%. So forecasts are that it's going to rise from 7.5 to 7.8% uh, in February. Uh, uh, and again, although we like the Bank of England, we do have certainty about the March meetings. So the Fed will probably raise rates by 25 basis points. We got a st strong signal of that from Fed Chair Jerome Powell when he was testifying before lawmakers uh, in, uh, in the past few days. Uh, but beyond that, it's all going to come down to what's going to happen to inflation, what's going to happen to the war in Ukraine. Um, so. Uh, the data, even if we were to get a big upside shock once again, uh, we might not see that huge initial reaction as before because, of course, uh, it's the huge uncertainty uh, in the more medium term uh, picture. The dollar, on the other hand, uh, because it's being boosted by safe haven demand, uh, you know, it will probably still remain quite elevated if not, if it, if not it doesn't even manage to make fresh highs. Uh, so. Uh, I think that's uh, as much of a factor for the dollar uh, as the Fed policy, uh, at least in the short term. And finally, in Canada, the loonie hasn't really been able to benefit much from the rally in oil prices. Can next week's employment report provide a boost? Well, we could see that uh, because, of course, employment did drop sharply back in January because of uh, some restrictions uh, due to the Omicron uh, wave uh, that was you know, really surging across Canada. Uh, now a lot of the restrictions have been uh, removed uh, and we should get a, a decent bounce back uh, in February and that could boost the loonie because um, the Bank of Canada so far has signaled that Ukraine crisis you know, it's not going to really derail their plans to uh, raise rates uh, multiple times this year. We've got, of course, the first rate hike by the Bank of Canada uh, in this, this past week. Uh, and because the Bank of Canada didn't really, uh, although they, were, they are worried about the Ukraine war, uh, they didn't at this point say that, uh, you know, it might stop them from raising rates. So we saw the loonie getting a bit of a lift uh, and we could see additional gains uh, if should we get uh, very strong numbers next week. Ravi, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us at X7.com for this weekly outlook. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.